Hello everyone. Welcome to the episode 34 of Solid Saturday. Today's episode is super special. Yes, you got it right. The guest we have today, Dr. Kirk Bond, is the principal data scientist, data science fellow and an executive advisor at global technology and consulting firm Booz Allen Hamilton. He provides thought leadership, mentoring, training and consulting activities in data science, machine learning and AI across multiple disciplines. Previously, he was professor of astrophysics and computational science at George Mason University for 12 years in the graduate and undergraduate data science programs. And prior to that, he spent nearly 20 years supporting data systems activities for NASA space science programs. He is a global speaker, blogger and active contributor on social media where he has been named consistently among the top worldwide social influencers in big data data science and ai since 2013 wow <laughs> it seems like he's everywhere like how the technology evolved he he adapted everything and he tried to be everywhere so it is so much inspiring and i also can't wait to hear from him so let's just welcome him so thank you so much kagbon i very happy to have you on the show Well thank you Lisha it's really great to be here. Yeah thank you so much and it's uh, all my pleasure. Are you so, Lisha uh, or Lisha or how do I say yeah, that? Yeah Lisha. Yeah. Lisha, very good. Yeah you're good. Thank you so much and uh, to begin with when I saw your profile it is inspiring to lot inspiring to lot more people like me actually. So you are like almost in all the areas consulting advisory academic speaking author like you wrote as well. So What do you enjoy the most and why? Well, I think the one thing which is uh, common to all of that is I just love teaching people. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess I'm a born educator. <laughs> so I I love I love uh learning from people and also helping people to learn. And so when I'm teaching, training, writing, mentoring, consulting, it's all about inspiring people to use this stuff. That's uh, great actually. I, so you are very clear actually that you know I, what I just love what I do. Most. Yeah. because you could have answered it most of the times people take time when they uh, touch all the areas different different areas but you were like very quick so <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that and that shows actually the leadership that you have because you are leading by your passion so thank you so much and moving towards the next question which is i am also very much interested into you did your phd in astronomy and uh, astronomy and astrophysics how was that and anything specific about that you would like to share because you did it almost in like 1980s which is like <laughs> great so we would like to hear more about it yeah well and and that field of course there's a, a lot of data so i was exposed to data all the time uh-huh. uh, so it's not like data science it was more a data analysis <laughs> uh, so, you know so basically as a scientist you you know you, you observe your field of study which is for me it was the universe <laughs> so you you collect data about things uh you analyze the data and try to understand how that that thing works and so for me i was studying colliding galaxies uh-huh. but it wasn't just about the data for me i was actually building computer models mm-hmm. of colliding galaxies so i was actually building models and simulations of these things in the universe that collide together and so modeling and simulation is a very common tool also in data science which is you build a model which basically means you find the parameters and the the representations uh-huh. of the complex thing that you're modeling say for example you're trying to build a model that's detecting cancer mm-hmm. and a medical image well okay you you 
you, you can't actually build a cancer. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I, I can't, I can't build a real galaxy. Mm -hmm. uh, so you build a representation. So what are the key features and characteristics of the thing that you're trying to study? And then you, you analyze the model to see if it represents the reality. And once you have a good model that represents the reality, then you can essentially test the model for the questions that you have. You, you can ask questions like, what will happen if I do this? What will happen if I do that? What happens if these conditions change? What happens mm -hmm. if this parameter is changed? So you can do testing and experimentation. I, I can't build a galaxy in the laboratory, just like I can't build a cancer in the laboratory. At least I can. Yeah. I, <laughs> so, never, I never thought about using the phrase like that, actually. You know, you can so, actually build a cancer. <laughs> so astronomy and astrophysics actually prepared me for data science because it was all about data and modeling and simulation, hypothesis, <laughs> testing, and that whole scientific process of building a model and verifying, validating, refining the model. Thank you so much for sharing and mo moving towards your next question is about again the same like you know what changes do you see in this field like data science and ai because you are there for a long time well in the early days it was really focusing more on the machine learning algorithms uh -huh. uh, for me personally i mean there's still many people today who are doing research on machine learning uh -huh. algorithms yeah. uh -huh. uh, but at that time i was uh, working with data systems at NASA when I first got interested in this more than 22 years ago, so a long time ago. Yeah. And so the way that I learned about machine learning is I would go to conferences, but those conferences were all about the algorithms. They're all very theoretical uh -huh. academic research papers on algorithms. And, and for the longest time, I never quite understood, well, okay, that's interesting. I mean, I'm an academic person. I like math. I like that's theoretical stuff, but it's, I was trying to understand, well, how is this important for everybody else in the world? Because not everybody, not everybody in the world is going to fall in love with math. <laughs> and, I, and that's fine. So, so I was trying to say, okay, I, I mean, I love this stuff, but how is this going to help other people? And it's really through the application. So I started learning more about the applications, uh, first in my own field, astronomy, then I ex expanded that to other sciences. Mm -hmm. then I, and then I had some connections with people in government. So I was seeing the, the applications both in national security, uh, national health care, mm -hmm. uh, drug discovery. And, and, uh, then it, and then I started getting into things like marketing and cybersecurity. And so, so I see more and more and more applications. So what I see changing now is there's entire conferences devoted to applications mm -hmm. of this stuff to X, where X is cybersecurity, health care, marketing, anything, right? So yeah. back in the back in the day, the conferences were all about the algorithms, and some, and maybe one or two people would have application talks. Now you go to a conference; it's all about the applications, and that's great because that's where the real value is created in those applications. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you so much. And moving towards our very one important question, actually, which you know a lot of people ask me that uh, when we talk about data mining, actually, these two terms come together, data manipulation and data mining. So what is that difference between these two terms? Well, different people have different meanings, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but for me, data mining is really what I was doing in the early days, right? So really okay. applying machine learning oh, okay. to do this a discovery from data. So mining data is basically looking for the patterns in the data, mm -hmm. building models, uh, building machine learning models that that basically represent, again, we're talking about a representation. Mm -hmm. Data mining is finding the key features and, fa and factors in, in a system that helps you to understand it and to explain it and to uh, maybe even predict what will happen in the future. So so for me, that that's what data mining means. 
Uh, data manipulation is really just the process of uh, wrangling with your data, right? You, you, you prepare your data, you clean your data, you do feature engineering, you, you, you know, you, you combine data in different ways. So data manipulation is really getting down and dirty with your data. <laughs> For me personally, data mining is really more about that exploratory phase of discovery from data. Uh-huh. That's great. And uh, as as I mentioned in your introduction itself, that you were you know, in NASA for like 20 years, you were a program manager. So how was that experience? And would you like to provide some insights to encourage people? Yeah, it's, uh, it was, I became a program manager towards the end of those 20 years. Uh, So at the very beginning, I was right out of graduate school. I had two, uh, uh, after I finished PhD, I had two postdoctoral appointments uh, doing research in astronomy, one at University of Michigan, where I was teaching and doing research in astronomy, and another one at the Carnegie mm-hmm. Institution, where I was doing nothing but research in astronomy. Mm-hmm. Then I went to work for the Hubble Space Telescope. Mm-hmm. I, was a, I was a very young astronomer, and they put me, they put me in charge of the database for the, uh, the users of the telescope, the, the scientists who were going to pro- write proposals to use the telescope. And mm-hmm. so I didn't know what a database was. I mean, I, I worked with data, but I'd never heard of a database because 30 years ago, databases were for business, right? They mm-hmm. weren't for science. They were used in, in banking. <laughs> I never knew what a database <laughs> So I started learning about databases and data systems, user requirements. How do you design a system for users? Uh, how do you uh, uh, design something that's going to meet the specific mission requirements of a project? Mm-hmm. So the more I learned those things, I uh, became very good at that and got some recognition for my, I actually, actually wrote the entire code for this entire system that people used around the world. And so uh, I got a lot of recognition for that. So they promoted me. Mm-hmm. I, became, I became the project scientist, NASA's project scientist for the Hubble Space Telescope Data mm-hmm. Archive. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was teamed up with a team of people and I was directing a, a team of people who were validating and testing the archive for, uh, for its validity for scientists to use around the world. Wow. So once I had all these experiences, I was, I was then uh, became, got a management position where I was managing. Uh-huh. Uh, the, uh, the teams. Okay. So the teams were run by task leaders. So I was managing the task leaders who are, who are basically designing, uh, data systems for NASA satellites uh-huh. and specifically for astronomy. Uh-huh. And I was part of a, a management team where the, the management team included astronomy, which was my, my role. My department was the astronomy department. Uh-huh. There was another department called uh, space physics, which was basically about solar Mm-hmm. interactions between the sun and the earth so that space physics wow. and there was planetary astronomy and so after a while I, I i was the astronomy manager for like eight years and then i got promoted to be the project manager over all of those things wow. and, and so through all those years it was really coming back all the way to the same things uh-huh. how do how do people use data how can we help scientists use data better how do we help them find the data find the right data mm-hmm. but not only that but how do we organize it I was—I basically felt myself like I was a librarian. <laughs> so I was helping to create organized collections of data. So that just like when you walk in a library, the books aren't just in random places, right? The, the books are ordered in a way that you helps people to find it when they walk in the library, right? There's an order to it. Yeah. So we were creating basically digital libraries of space science and astronomy data. And so I was managing the teams of people who were doing these things. I, I learned a lot more about uh, the power of having good organizational skills around data. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I think about of the power 
of what data science and AI does. AI is basically a tool that helps us to automate some of that organizational skills that I was doing with my team. Yeah, that's great. And uh, the way you mentioned your, you know, uh, experience throughout like a career journey in NASA, actually. So you progressed in from one role to other. And uh, as a couple of highlights, you mentioned that you learned from others as well, whoever you were working with. So what other factors matter when it comes to the career growth for any person? Well, the, I would say always is to, is to appreciate where you are. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So when I started off uh, after uh, graduate school and getting my PhD and doing those research um, <laughs> projects, my job was to do basically create data systems, right? So it wasn't it, the data system is, wasn't astronomy; it was a it was hardware and software. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and so, uh, so if I if if I if I objected to doing that, I wouldn't be where I am today. So. You know, so I was I was fine with what they asked me to do. I mean, I was I was just loving what I was doing, and 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 it was very, you know, lo, sort of low level. I was writing all the code. I mean, it wasn't like management or I, I didn't have teams of people at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Just you know, I was I was just doing the things I was told. So I was like the the youngest person on the team, and I. I mm-hmm. But 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 uh, the message there is that to accept when you get these types of jobs, sometimes you might think, why is this important to me? This is not what I got into this for. Uh, no, it's every one of those experiences builds your resume. It builds your experience. It builds your knowledge. And and all everything that followed in my career was built on those steps. No matter how small or insignificant I thought those steps were, they were the foundation of my career. Uh-huh. So don't, <laughs> you know, don't avoid the crown building the foundation of your career. Your, your career doesn't start at the top. Sometimes it starts... <laughs> From the bottom. <laughs> in fact, it usually starts at the bottom unless you have your own business. <laughs> and I didn't have, I did not have my own business, so I had to start at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, actually. And I'm feeling super pumped talking to you. And it's really, really, uh, like, you know, motivational uh, people out there who are hearing to us. So moving towards our next question is that, you know, um, it truly shows your passion towards the field. And... Uh, what would you like to uh, explain, like, you know, what are the things that you would like to share which are happening latest in this particular area, uh, data science and AI space? Well, right now, there's a lot of uh, emphasis on several things, one of which is um, uh, data literacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been written about in a lot of very uh, important magazines and, and professional society journals and so forth. Mm-hmm. That uh, really the the world is digital, right? Every, mm-hmm. Everything that we, every organization, every industry, every person mm-hmm. touches something digital, right? So even if you're just operating uh, a cash register at a store, you're still working with digital information, and mm-hmm. right there, right? Yes. So no matter what you're doing, it's digital. So so discovery from data is what companies have realized is a very powerful. A tool to create value, to create bottom line, to improve revenue, improve customer experience, improve mm-hmm. products. Mm-hmm. And so, so more, the more people who understand data, the better mm-hmm. the company will be. And so mm-hmm. always and everywhere, in every situation, both I tell people, build your own data literacy, but also help other people to build their data literacy because then your, your team becomes more successful. So data literacy is about understanding data Mm-hmm. being able to see and recognize data because people don't recognize data, right? Mm-hmm. A document is data. An image is data. <laughs> you yes, know, our, yes. our voice <laughs> yes. is sound. Sound <laughs> is data. Yeah. I mean, uh, 
web pages are data, right? So data aren't just spreadsheets. Data are is everything. Uh, web web clicks are data, right? YouTube's yeah. are data. <laughs> okay. And so first recognize data, then realize what what is the structure and how can you do something with that, and then to realize that there's patterns in data. So how do you explore data to find the patterns that are meaningful that can predict maybe what a customer will do mm-hmm. or what a bit or what a, what a uh, product might sell for or what products might sell at a certain time of year or something. Mm-hmm. And so being able to read data, understand data, anal- analyze data and use data. So that's one of the key areas right now where, where a lot of organizations are trying to build their data literacy. And I think the trap for some uh, professional data scientists is, oh, you think that's not for me. I'm, I'm the professional data scientist, right? I'm the, I'm the mathematician and the coder, and I do all these fantastic things. Data literacy is for those other people. And I say, no, it's, it's really, a, it's all of our responsibility to help everybody succeed with this. And yeah. so another example of this is auto ML. So another very hot topic is, the, is these automated machine learning tools. Mm-hmm. And that helps people who don't have the time to, or, the, or the aptitude to learn the math and to learn the coding. And that's fine. I mean, if people don't have those aptitudes, that's okay. They have other aptitudes, right? Yeah. AutoML helps people in the business who don't have the coding and math skills to use the machine learning, to build predictive models, to, to, to build tools that can find correlations and trends and patterns and data. Mm-hmm. And again, this, uh, it's the job of professional data scientists to help those people to understand what they're doing, to encourage them in what they're doing, uh, to incorporate them into your team. Because even if they may not know your coding skills or your math skills, they still have perspectives and points of view that are very important to, to the team. Yeah. And so I, I think all of this is part of the, the, the democratization of these mm-hmm. data skills and uh, machine learning skills across the organization. It's not just for a special team of people. It's for mm-hmm. the whole organization. Thank you so much for sharing and it is truly valuable that, you know, how data literacy takes, takes place important role uh, along with that, you know, people are more focused on the technology part, but it is very, very important to understand your data as well, to know your data well so that you can come up with some proper decision for your business, which can add value to it. So thank you so much. And um, as you are truly leading your passion, actually, I would like to ask is like, you know, what is your leadership style? And you mentioned it already, like, you know, the way I see it, you just lead it by your passion, actually. Um, well, well, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> because you're truly, like, you know, interested in your area of interest. So, um, apart from that, what do you think is your leadership style when you became a program manager? How you used to handle your team and uh, well, I think you, leader that you follow? Well, I think you said the right thing, <laughs> leading by passion. I never really thought about that, but I, I used to tell people, People would always say to me that, that I was a very enthusiastic person. <laughs> yep, 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 yeah, and, yeah. I, and I would I would thank them because I said if you can recognize that in me, then then we've really connected because I am a, I am very enthusiastic and passionate yeah. about this, and I, I hope that you see that. <laughs> you know? yeah, so, your introduction itself shows it that. That's and so right. people, that's uh, I, yeah. so I don't think about leading in the sense of oh, I want to get people to follow behind me. I think about leading is that people will want to go where you're going when you're passionate. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but if I did have a style back in my day, I, I, I used to joke with my people. I, I, I had this uh, MBWA, <laughs> which is which is management by walking around. 
Oh, wow. Instead, yeah. of, sit, instead of sitting in my office and sending <laughs> memos and sending emails <laughs> and, they, and having meetings, I would I walk around and talk with people and say, what are you working on? And talk about their, you know, what problems they're having. And, you know, maybe I had an insight to help them or maybe they gave me some insight that the next office I went to, I was able to share that insight. So, so I'm always in learning mode. I want to, and I learn what other people are doing, then maybe it applies to the next project. Yeah. And I, so, it shows actually, uh, if we see your introduction itself, actually, it shows that you tried to adapt everything. So uh, thank you so much. And definitely, I feel that that is more effective leadership style. If you are walking to the people's desk and, you know, uh, checking, checking out, like, you know, what is happening, if there is any troubles, and that is definitely an effective way rather than just sitting in your uh, closed room. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So thank you so much. And uh, moving towards our next question is about moreover, like, you know, people who are trying to get into the space, data science and AI, uh, any books or online courses you would like to recommend to the people? Well, uh, I don't want to mention any specific things, <laughs> but I'll say the following <laughs> to answer that question. Uh, I am very active on Twitter, <laughs> so people can follow me on Twitter. Yes. Uh, and I and I do recommend a lot of books there. Uh-huh. And uh, so people can see things that I recommend on Twitter. And so so if, if it's about Python or mm-hmm. R programming or if it's about predictive modeling or if it's mm-hmm. about health analytics, you'll see that different books that I recommend on those topics. Mm-hmm. When it comes to courses, I actually, if you go to my uh, blog site, I actually have a whole list of, of, of training and course and certification opportunities for people. Mm-hmm. Not mine, <laughs> but but the ones that I that I've seen and, and appreciate the work that they're doing. And so, if you go to my my, my blog site is rocketdatascience.org. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So someone asked me some once, is that about is that about rockets? I said no. It's just my background at NASA, so I just call it rocket data science for for no reason. I, it just sounded cool. <laughs> plus, <laughs> plus I could get the URL. <laughs> so I, I yeah, I got the domain rocket data science. So, uh, so mm-hmm. if you go there and just search in the search box for training, mm-hmm. uh, so I have a lot of blogs there, but if you just search in the search box for training, you'll, you'll find a big list of boot camps and certifications mm-hmm. and online courses. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want to give a specific recommendation because it'll be different for every person, but there's a big list there. You can, you can search those and, and read what the reader review, what the reviews of people who have taken those courses, what do they think? Yeah. And so I encourage you to just explore those things. Yes. So thank you so much for sharing and towards closing this podcast, actually, the last question that I would like to ask is that, you know, any uh, last tips or advice, last like, you know, couple of tips or advice you would like to give <laughs> the people who are looking to enter into this field or trying to change or transform their career into the data science or yeah. artificial intelligence side. Uh, any specific tips or advice would you like to share? Yeah, I, I, uh, I actually have a, uh, a, a little uh, mnemonic I tell people it's called the seven C's <laughs> but it's really 12 <laughs> so I don't know if you ever heard of this expression say, sailing the seven C's it, it's it's an expression in literature that means exploring the world but I use the, the letter C so being curious <laughs> creative critical thinking communication <laughs> collaboration uh, continuous lifelong learning Mm-hmm. A critical thinker, being a collaborative. I mean, and uh, e- even things like co- being consultative, which is consultative. When you mm-hmm. think of consulting, it's really about listening to people what they, and asking them what they want, right? Mm-hmm. So a consultant doesn't walk in the room necessarily and say, "Here's what I'm going to give you." <laughs> he 
the consultant walks in the room and says, what do you want? <laughs> and, and so, so, so being listening and empathetic and compassionate. Uh, so, so, so those are aptitudes, right? So those, those aren't skills. I mean, programming is a skill. Those, what I just described are aptitudes and, and some uh, professional mm -hmm. uh, people uh, and, and basically career advisors would say, you know, employers normally hire aptitude because skills can be taught. Skills mm -hmm. can be trained. But mm -hmm. what they care about is do you have, are you a good collaborative person? Can you communicate? Mm -hmm. Do you like to learn? Are you a continuous lifelong learner, right? Are you a critical thinker? Mm -hmm. I mean, so are you, I mean are, as a scientist, data scientist, are you curious? <laughs> are you creative? <laughs> okay, yeah. so I think about those seven C's. And so, so for me, there's another uh, quote that I've, I've heard some wise person say once, that your aptitudes determine your altitude. Yes. So how far you go in life, how far you, you climb in, in your professional career that is more determined by your aptitude, that, that is these soft skills. Yes, you need to learn the hard stuff, of course. Like in my early days at NASA, I, mean, I was doing all the hard coding. I don't do hard coding anymore because there's too many smart people around me who know how to do it better than me now. But in the early days, that's what I did. But now I, I do something different. Uh -huh. So, so, uh, so, so those are the soft skills, and and, and sort of my uh, my last two sort of recommendations to people. One is trust your stuff. <laughs> That's a famous expression in sports. You know, with the, with the, they ask the, the guy who on the, on the team, the athlete, hey, well, how did you succeed? He said, well, I just trust my stuff, right? Uh -huh. well, what does that mean? It means you you've learned this. Uh -huh. So when you get in those hard, sticky spots and you feel challenged, maybe by other people, uh -huh. you get challenged by the hard problem, uh -huh. you get challenged by circumstances. Say, wait a minute, I have learned this stuff. You know, I know that stuff. So trust yourself first. So, so that's one thing. Trust your stuff, and the other is follow your passion. Wow, yes. Okay. So, so, so my last and final recommendation: follow your passion, mm -hmm. uh, because I tell people data science is it. We, we may have maybe ten years ago we thought of data science as its own profession. Mm -hmm. That is okay. We get a degree in data science. I'm going to be a data scientist. Mm -hmm. What we're realizing is data science is part of everything. So if you if you're into healthcare caring for people, if you're into finance, or if you're into sports, or if you're into retail or manufacturing or security, whatever you're into, there's a, there's some data there. <laughs> Every yes. organization in those industries need people who understand data. Yes. So whatever you feel passionate about, go after that, go do that. And you'll, you'll find data analytic opportunities in those fields that you love the most. <laughs> so follow your passion, trust your stuff, and remember the sale, the seven C's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, what a beautiful thought, actually, to close the podcast that, uh, you know, audience, hope you are listening to it, that do follow your passion, trust yourself, as well as just, you know, uh, follow the seven C's. I'm going to share those in the content itself. But thank you so much, Kirk. Very happy to have you on the show. And it was very great listening to you. So thank you so much. Appreciate all your time. And audience, hope you will enjoy this episode. And as I always say, until we meet, happy leading. Let's lead together. Stay safe. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you, Alicia. Thank you so much.